Hello and welcome back to my podcast. My name is Lana Lynn Marino and I am an intuitive therapist and energy healer and counsellor and I'm here to give you some guidance and support in these challenging times. So today, this episode, I'm going to be talking about the power of words. I woke up this morning and I reached for my book that I read most mornings, Gardening the Soul, a spiritual day book, Through the Seasons by Sister Stanislas Kennedy. This book gives me so much inspiration and um, in troubling times, sometimes, you know, it's where do we go? What do we reach for? How can we get through this moment? How can we get through this day? And today was one of those days for me. I woke up and um, I am being challenged at the moment in life on, on many levels. But in all truth, I can't hide from the fact that I find my solace in being alive and recognizing the gifts that I have. So I continue to find gratitude for everything in my life that happens to me. And at the moment, you know, trying to figure out relationships, and that comes down not just to loved ones, but people that you meet on a day-to-day basis, people that might upset you in a way that is always a trigger from something in your past, something that you've been affected by that is playing out in the present moment. I've discovered that words mean a lot. Words have spirit. And from the minute we open our mouth and a word comes out, something comes out. We're expressing, be it in a negative way or a positive way. When someone says to you, I love you, how do you take that? What meaning does it have? How does it, how does it fit with you? How do you respond to it within yourself? And I remember someone said to me once, I love you, and we don't even seen each other a very short time. And I couldn't figure out how they meant that. Other people have said to me, I love you. And, um, you know, it's, it's had a very deep meaning and I felt it and I believed it. And on some level, I know that they meant it. When we say, I love you, it's saying it to ourself. If you can say to yourself, I love you, I love me, I love everything about me, I, I love, I love love. If we can express that, it can have a very powerful effect on how our day turns out. So waking up this morning and thinking as I lay in my bed um, thinking about the day and deciding to take some time out for myself where I can do just this, just think. The power of words, it, it came up for me and um, the book that I, that I picked up, my daily rendition of um, spiritual sayings, it really had a deep effect on me, which I'd like to share. In silence, a flower blooms. In silence, it fades away. There is a place in the depth of our being that is protected and saved for ourselves. 
an inner sacred space guarded by God's presence. It is up to each one of us to find that place. Sometimes we only howl into it when we are broken or wounded and empty. But it is in and through that emptiness that we can find our way into the beauty that transforms us into strong, loving, wise and beautiful people. You shall have joy or you shall have power. You shall not have both. That last quote was by Rolf Waldo Emerson. And I love those words. I love what that meant for me and how that helped me today to kind of just help to change the vibration within me of feeling somewhat a little bit low, um, somewhat a little bit reflective. And it helped me to understand that sometimes I can blame the world for things that happen. I can blame people for how they've upset me or hurt me. But only I have the power to understand that the pain that I'm feeling or the feedback that I get within myself, how I respond to words, is purely down to how my perception, how I perceive them. My ego would like to remind me always that I'm under threat, that I'm under attack, that words will always hurt me. My ego is always trying to make me believe that I'm not lovable, I'm not acceptable. And I think this is where, you know, we really have to investigate our feelings on a moment, sometimes moment to moment basis. Getting caught up in the world, getting caught up in the pain of life can lead us to reflect on the past. And in so many of my episodes, you know, I talk about the past as being something that it's a journey back into the irrelevance of where we are right now. And as I spoke about, I think it was in my last episode, about reminiscing too much where it can take you out of the moment. I have a friend that um, quite recently, I was quite upset by something that happened between us. And my default I go to straight away is um, I've done something wrong. I've done something wrong to upset this person. My fault. And I have to fix it. And those words that came up in my mind are words from my past. They're statements from my past that are lodged into my psyche, that are lodged into my self-critical mind and my self-judgment. How I can change those statements, how I can not reverse them, but how I can let them go, how I can help them to dissolve is by telling myself, you are love. In silence a flower blooms, in silence it fades away. There is a place in the depth of our being that is protected and saved for ourselves, an inner sacred space guarded by God's presence guarded by God's presence. How do those words 
feel to you right now, guarded by God's presence. It is up to each one of us to find that place. Sometimes we only howl into it when we are broken or wounded and empty. But it is in and through that emptiness that we can find our way into the beauty that transforms us into strong, loving, wise and beautiful people. You shall have joy or you shall have power. You shall not have both. Something came to me yesterday as it does as I was driving and um, you know my guidance is very strong and sometimes I open up into my fifth and seventh energy centers and I open up and I let go and by letting go what I mean is that I'm surrendering to the word that is coming through the words that I hear sometimes I used to doubt them and think oh it's just my projected imagination but I'm learning more and more that my guidance my spiritual guidance which we all have if we can tap into it my spiritual guidance is guiding me. It's bringing me what I need in that moment, in that moment of that emptiness where I've got nowhere to go. I've got nowhere that I can go and talk to. The only place I have is to myself, is to go into that emptiness and go into that dark place, find the light, find the beauty of silence and feel into the silence, feel into the love that holds us strong. Life will give us bread and butter. We can add the jam. Those words that came to me, life gives us bread and butter, but we can add the jam. I had to laugh to myself and um, when I think about it, it brings me so much joy to <laughs> really reflect into when I was a child and there was only bread and butter, you know, bread and butter besides the pain that I, went, I was going through and experiencing as a child. Sometimes that was all we had. Sometimes, you know, we were, we didn't have anything. We would come home and there wouldn't be enough food to go around. And that makes me feel sad now when I think about it. But it also makes me think about the quote that I have now in my head that I, I, I actually added the jam to my bread and butter. My life has been one of great, great joy, great pain, great ups and downs, upheavals, emptiness, darkness, struggle, physical, emotional, mental pain. But gosh, I've come through. I've come through and I'm here right now to tell you that life, the obstacles are golden opportunities for change. I just want to let you know that life holds in its hand everything that we need. And we can choose. We can choose joy or we can choose power. We can, but we can't have both. I remember the children across the road from us that um, had less than us and they used to come home from school to bread and sugar. Can you believe that? 
It would be a slice of bread, lard from the, the meat from the day before, and then it would be sugar on top. And that would be their tea, or how some people would say their dinner. In England, we say we have breakfast. We would have breakfast, dinner and tea. Nowadays, it's breakfast, lunch and dinner. But these these kids would come home to sometimes bread, bread and bread and sugar. So I think we were doing better than them. And um, when I think about when I think about you know childhood, childhood stuff that we all go through, we have to remember that. As Forrest Gump would say, life is a box of chocolates and we never know which one we're going to choose. And it's it's so it's so great to sometimes hear that, you know, sometimes remember that, that life is a box of chocolates. On one of my first visits to the US, I was advised never to look the homeless people on the streets in the eye. Now, the one thing I know about homeless people is that their deepest need is to be recognized, to be greeted, to be shown respect, to be treated like ordinary people. That is more important to them than food or clothes or shelter or money. That was one piece of advice that I didn't take. Again, that's another quote from my book, A Spiritual Day Book, Through the Seasons, by Sister Stanislas Kennedy, Gardening the Soul. Socrates, oblige with all your soul the friend who has made a present of his own. The power of words, the power of words, and an anthology of poems and words can guide you daily through difficult times and it can bring you through great times it can bring you through challenging times and as i was saying you know words have spirit words have life words have meaning words are something that um when we tap into them the power of words can change us forever I remember as a child once I was told that I had the face of an angel and the heart of a devil. And those words stuck with me throughout my life for a very, very long time because they were told to me by someone that looked after us, a very old, wounded, bitter, arrogant, horrible, um, cruel babysitter that we had. and. My mother used to leave us with this lady sometimes, and um, my sister was very strong-spirited. She still is to this day, but she would she would play up and she would be naughty all the time. And it was in some some way this woman was drawn. And I'm guessing now, looking back, that they were very much in tune with each other. My sister was going through a lot of pain. She suffered a lot of abuse on different levels from, from my mum, who loved us, but was, as I've said, was, was also very wounded. 
she was a very wounded person. You know, she must have been to have six children before she had us without us knowing about that until just very recently. But this lady was very wounded and um, she favored my sister over me. I was the one that was withdrawn and things that that were happening that had happened to me. I, I don't know. I mean, I was sexually abused as a, as a little girl, as a child by another babysitter. So I don't know at what stage I received this, this information. But one day she came to me, she told me this because my mum had... Um, had hurt my sister simply because she was standing up to my mother and answering her back and being naughty and the babysitter she felt sorry for my sister and she she held her and she was hugging her and I stood back and I didn't say anything but the moral of the story was is that when my mother was out of sight she began to really dislike me she saw me as being my mother's favorite which was completely untrue I just didn't I just didn't say it because I the value of my mother's temper and I didn't want to be on the receiving end of that. And this lady, the words that she told me at this time, when I reflect on it now, wow, when an adult tells a child something like that, you have the face of an angel but the heart of a devil. I really believe that I was a bad, wicked person because here I was at this time being sent to church every Sunday. In the morning, we would go to Methodist. In the afternoon, we would go to Catholic. And in the evening, we would go to Pentecostal. And that was purely because Sunday was a day for my mother to rest. So our day on a Sunday would be out of the house so she could have some peace and quiet. So I really believed that I was a good person. I really believed that, you know, what this woman had told me, she, she turned my life upside down. As a small child, I believed those words right up into, probably up into my 30s or 40s, that something was very wicked and bad inside of me and that I deserved the pain that life was throwing at me. And thinking about it, I think I believed that probably just into my middle 30s. And by then I'd started to have my... Um, I started to go through my spiritual transition, <clears throat> which led me into learning and seeking the word of truth for myself. What I went through as a child was that belief that um, you had to say all the right things. You would say what you believe people wanted to hear. It led me into relationships that I had to make others happy, hit the compromise of, me, of myself, my own happiness. And it also led me into believing that whatever was said to me, I either, it either made me happy or it made me sad. And I think that the tools that we have when we get older or the tools that we can choose to use to reverse the mindset, to reverse the, the untruths within us, to reverse the integral, the, the, the core beliefs that we have 
those tools are very valuable and we have to remember that that toolbox lies in the depth of our being and we can reach into taking that toolbox out at any given time and using anything this is why i always implore people you know when i'm working with people to to journal to write things down because when you look back over words you know it's like did i really say that did i really write that is that how i was feeling at that time wow wow look how far i've come journaling is very important it it causes you to really experience the moment and it causes you it helps you to really try to understand that um not everything is true we might write things down that um is coming from a haze of confusion things that have happened to us and things that we need to express but going back into journaling looking at words re rereading words can really be a revelation to understand and we don't always learn from what we we don't always learn from what we write or what we read sometimes there's a delayed response it depends on our development and um well i believe it depends on our development and how far we've come in learning on life's journey um last year during a retreat i was given on the theme of hope to a group of priests i asked if they would spend some time looking for a symbol that meant hope to them they came up with an extraordinary variety of symbols symbols of light symbols of nature and the earth something they themselves had created what was interesting was that when they explained why they had chosen particular things they nearly all associated their symbol with a memory and so their symbols of hope about the future were symbols that carried meaning about the past they were remembering moments of joy and hope came back to them after long absences again from the spiritual daybook through the seasons by sister stanis last kennedy gardening the soul we're talking about words and we're describing words and the power of words and how words can change our life and how words can keep us stuck in the past how words we can use them against ourselves in the mirror and tell ourselves how bad we are how ugly we are how fat we are how disproportionate we are to our spirit we show the world a mask I'm wonderful, I'm spiritual. I'm I'm great. I can help you. But inside we can be dying. We can be telling ourselves, I'm not good enough. I'm not confident enough. I'm not strong enough. But I will express myself to the world because that's what the world wants to see. So our mask can be something that stops us from actually looking further into the possibilities 
Just to finish this episode, I want to really leave on a positive note, a positive note that um, words words can be very positive, and every word that we have, every word that we utter, can be one that can greet us with a day of sunshine. So every day when you wake up, if it's if it's possible, you can tell yourself, today is going to be a beautiful day. Today is going to be a beautiful day. The apple trees in autumn, heavy with fruit, lean down offerings, lean down offering us their gifts. Almost every day we have to face up to situations and people that we fear and more than we can handle, but often our way of coping is to try to pass the the task off to somebody else or to leave it undone. When we feel like this, it helps to remember that all that is expected of us is our best. And this is our time. This is our time to change our own narrative, to change our words, to change our words into more positive words. Even if we don't believe it, say it. Even if we don't believe, we tell ourselves, I'm a beautiful child, I'm a beautiful woman, I'm a beautiful man. I'm going through transition. I'm in the closet, I'm ready to come out, I'm ready to speak to the world and tell the world I am gay. I'm ready to come out and speak the world and tell the world I am binary, I am pansexual. I am transitioning into a better version of myself today than I was tomorrow. I am owning who I am. I am owning who I am. And looking back, if I could have told my child self at the time, I could have spoke to my child self and told my beautiful child self that you are loved. You are loved so much as I tell you right now. You are loved. Wherever you are in the world, take care. Challenge yourself on a day-to-day basis, on a moment-to-moment basis. And remember that words have power. This has been an anthology of words that I hope you can take away and maybe listen to again. You can find me on Twitter, Wellness Journeys, Instagram, Journeys to Wellness, um, mywellnessjourneys.co.uk, where all my podcasts are available. Um, and please do get in touch. Please do get in touch. You can email me at Lana um, info. Sorry, I don't know my own email address. Lana uh, info at wellnessjourneys.co.uk. Take care and have a blessed day. And um, I'll be back with you again with another episode of Journeys to Wellness. Take care. Lots of love.